coming up, we forgot over Thanksgiving that this was going to be episode 200 and we have nothing exciting planned for you, but we'll still try to make it okay. From the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. Episode 200 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 200 of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. I am your host. I've been here for all 200 of them. Oh, well, my name is Craig Williams. Today I'm joined alongside by my co-host for, I think we uh, nailed down... This, uh, the second longest running yeah. person on the show is me. Exactly. Yeah, we uh, tried to tried to figure it all out. It's, it's not that hard. I believe... Uh, I believe Sean and I did 18 or 19 episodes together. Yeah, I think then, I think it was 19 and I came on in 20. It was either that or I came on in 19. It was one of the yeah. two. And then you and JL were on uh, from that episode, episode 19 or episode 20, on until JL left. And then Oliver was on for a little while. And then Oliver left. And it's still you and me. And I guess still me. From all the way back to the start. So, uh, uh, Rhino is also going to announce later that this will also be his, <laughs> his last episode. episode. So, uh, in which this will become a one man show. Yeah, but yet. you know how many people are, have stopped listening at that immediate moment just to be like, what? What? He's leaving? And then yes. they'll ask about it years and years from now, even though you'll have explained it over and over and over again. Yes, exactly. So, uh, but I was not lying. It's it is our two hundredth episode. We usually try to do something big for the milestone episode. So uh, usually the first show of the year, we try to do something fun for uh, episode one hundred. We did something fun. I don't remember what it was. It's been a long time since that. Uh, obviously, like two years. And uh, I don't remember. I I know it was something. It's just I I don't remember either. And I again I did not do any research on this. So God, I I can't even fathom that that was two years ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is technically you came on this at is, the start of 2015. So yeah, this, this is, is technically the end of my full fourth year here. Yeah. 2015, 2016, 2017, and now we're ending 2018. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> life flies, dude. This, yeah, I'm gross. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, unfortunately, Pete does not watch our shows. So no, I, mean, I mean, like, I wasn't thirty when we started, and now neither were you, and now yeah. we are both in our thirties. I know it's uh, it's weird. We're a bunch of thirty-year-olds talking about theme parks for a living. Take okay. that, Auntie <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> Uh, I didn't have an auntie Kelly, so I can't. <laughs> I can't really speak to that. But yeah, uh, nothing. Again, I forgot 
that this was 200. So uh, I think I made a joke a few weeks back that we weren't going to celebrate episode 200. We were going to go all out for 201. And I guess that's going to have to be the case with something fun. Uh, we just had to kind of throw this together last minute. We're still in recovery mode from our, our marathon show that we had uh, on Saturday. And then obviously the holidays, all that. It's been a very busy time for both of us. So uh you know, normally this would be the perfect week for a lot of news and such fillers like that. And uh, there's not even really good news either, but we're going to make it up anyways as we go along. And the first thing we're going to talk about is the Universal Annual Passholder Lounge that is now open and presented by Coca-Cola. And you can find this in the Hollywood section of Universal Studios Florida. So... I haven't been over to uh, to there yet to go inside of it. Um, I, I have been over there, just I didn't make it inside because of the hours. It's only open. Uh, it's, it's 11 to 4, right? Exactly, yeah. It's now open through January 31st of 2019, but it's only open from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., which is just, I mean, yeah, technically, I guess you're is going to Is it seven days a week, though? Yes, it is seven days. Okay. Yeah, I went and I thought about this. I was there on Sunday, but I was at Islands of Adventure. And then I was like, oh, there isn't one in each park. It's just there. (laughs) It's like, I'm not going over there just for that. Exactly. So, yeah, it's just, it's limited hours. I'm usually there during those hours. It's just uh, not in this situation but yeah it's um it's in the store where it used to be originally the sunglass store that then shut down and for a while they turned it into like secret life of pets uh into a store for that and now that's gone too and now it is the, oh, the lounge oh yeah 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 i know what you're talking about yeah right right beside uh schwab's it would be on the right side of of schwab's the ben and jerry's that's in there so yeah, it's the uh, the other detail about it that Universal wants to let you know is that it's uh, limited capacity. I haven't seen anything on social media of people hitting capacity in there, so I guess that's um, I guess that uh, uh, hasn't been an issue, or people just aren't making it an issue. But it's a way to uh, go inside and cool off. It's we haven't really needed that right now with the weather. I was just going to say that's I. They started it after it like wasn't super super. Although I guess it's going to be like ninety in three days again. So. Yeah, no, it, it will. It's going to heat back up and get cold again. It's going to go back and forth. So it's not. Uh, it, it's not like it won't be unnecessary in uh, in terms of cooling down. But lots of seating. The the one cool thing that is inside there, which I've seen videos of, but haven't used it firsthand. But they have one of the Arctic Arctic coke coolers have you seen this have you heard about this Mm, i thought it was just a coke machine no i didn't i don't know what it is so essentially you get a 20 ounce bottle of any beverage that you want and whether it be coca-cola sprite diet coke and it's this machine where then you set it on this little uh, cylinder and essentially it does a quick freeze of your of your drink that you put on there so it turns it into a little slush so they they crystallization um but yeah basically it does like a rapid freeze to turn it into like kind of a slushy but still enough that you can you can drink it from the bottle obviously but yeah i've I've seen the videos of it and it is very very cool just in time to tie it into the 20th anniversary of batman and robin 
I know. They can get an Arnold Schwarzenegger Mr. Freeze on there. They just got to buy Warner Brothers out, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a big detail in that. But, uh, yeah, that's that's available for you in there. So you just got to get your – go in with your Coke. I guess you could bring one as long as it's a bottle. You could bring it from – any part of it and just bring it in and try it out i don't think they'll limit you to have to buy it in there but then again but i've already said be i in the been plastic in there. bottle right yeah okay yeah yeah no go go ahead and put your can in there we all know, <laughs> yeah. we all know how freezing a can of coke works it's always fun for your freezer <laughs> not fun for you uh and then of course they're also going to have charging stations inside which i you know i i understand i i been using my fuel rod a ton recently now that my iphone's hitting the year mark on having it of course it's starting to do its its slow march of death whereby after an hour of using it i'm already down to like 30 percent um so it's constantly need fuel in the parks and if you're over at disney you know you can take advantage of fuel rods or bring your own brick same thing goes at universal you can bring your own brick but anytime there's there's free charging stations set up that's that's just such a huge huge benefit like i, I you know sometimes sometimes it's just more convenient sometimes you forget your cord you don't think your phone's going to die that fast your cord's somewhere where you can't find it and you just need a place where you can plug in for even 15 minutes just to get it up another 10 15 percent yeah and so love love me some charging stations but yeah if you're a pass holder then go ahead and take advantage of this uh during the holiday season i think you can get a a pass holder magnet up there right Mm, potentially did i I make that up i don't know i i thought when tyler katrina went in there and i thought they did get one but i don't know I, i already have two of the universal annual pass holder magnets I'm actually giving some away. I I've have been, none. I, I went from I had a hundred and I just kept slapping them on my car, hoping they get stolen, but they didn't. I'm just I'm, I'm joking. I do have two of them though, but I don't need any more. So mm. okay, if, if you want one, you feel free to. No, I don't. I don't put that on my car. You okay? No, I'm okay. good. Yeah, no, it's all good. Uh, I, I like I like magnets. It's just there's only so much room on the fridge. I think we need to start investing in more metal metal objects in our lives. I have a non-magnetic fridge. It's the worst fridge of my life. <laughs> what what do you even do with that? Like unfortunately just sadness because you go to be like this will look great on my refrigerator and it'll make me happy every morning. Just kidding. Somebody made a refrigerator that doesn't have magnetic stuff on it. Like that's just it's yeah, I, I didn't I even know even that know, was a thing. Yeah. Didn't even know that was a thing. Wow. Yeah. That's sad. I hate it. Yeah, I can understand why. Uh, next thing that we're not going to hate, this is uh, this is fun. So, will a Universal movie-themed escape room be on its way? Ooh. So, uh, our sleuthy, sleuthy, sleuthity, uh, sleuther, Charles Boda, who's always Lex checking sleuther. out. Lex <laughs> He's always uh, on the the patents and trademark office site as well as uh, you know all, all of them to try to find uh, what's what's next in the works, whether it be words or or different um, different ride vehicles, things like that. He's always on the lookout for that kind of stuff. And uh, he was the other day he was scrolling through and uh, when he was on the U- United States Patent and Trademark Office website and saw that on November 9th, seven Universal City Studios LLC applications were put in referencing Universal's Great Movie Escape. So uh, one of the documents in this realm also hinted directly at the nature of the possible attraction, if it was going to be one, because it 
actually said it would be entertainment services in the nature of escape room attractions. So there was also uh, a lot of the standard ones that Universal usually uh, puts in a trademark for, like merchandise, um, just broad broad uses in that goods and services. So uh, the one that, that caught his eye definitely with it was the escape room attractions in there, especially considering it says Universal's Great Movie Escape. So it kind of is is right in the name there. So uh, if you don't – if you've been living under a shed for the past five years, and I don't know why just a shed, a rock, any sort of underground lair where you, you – know, The shed is the uh, high society of the <laughs> things to live under. <laughs> you got yourself your boulders. You got yourself your rocks. Yeah, you know. if you've been living under a shed uh, for five years or so, uh, and you don't know what an escape room is, Rhino, can you explain what one of those are for the shed dwellers? <laughs> for, the shed, for the shed people out there, it's a room they lock you in, and you have to find a way to get out, right? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't done one. Oh, I, you I haven't mean, done one? No, either. no, no. I, I mean, I know what they are. I watched The Big Bang Theory. I saw they went on an episode to do one. <laughs> I love that's where you're getting your, yeah. your first-hand information. Actually, I think the Hex did that on the middle. Uh-huh. I think that was what I was actually thinking of. There was, like, the perfect family that did it, and they were having struggling. But yeah. essentially, you're given, like, a certain amount of, like, ta- like puzzles that you have to figure out that each bring you closer to completing your ultimate goal, which is getting out of the room, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it varies from in terms of some rooms are uh, bigger than other depending on which company puts it on if they have a lot of if they have a lot of locations throughout the United States world maybe even um it can be a little bit more intricate and then some of the ones that are like startups that people are just hoping launches them into a bigger realm of escape rooms there might be not as fancy but uh they're they're all still pretty fun like i've done three different vendors around Orlando and each one is you know it's I like some better than other. I um, I uh, I like Escape Game the best. I believe that's the one on International Drive that I did my very first time. I've been back there two or three more times after that, and I feel like that one is the 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 pinnacle in terms of. I, it might just be called Escape Room. I can't remember exactly, but uh, go back and watch the trip. It's somewhere out there. On I drive. I yeah. think it is called Escape Room. Well, there's yeah. like three on iDrive. Oh. So, <laughs> okay. This is the one that's closest to the Chewies, though. Like, That's right the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. 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 And uh, so, like, I like this one the most, but any of the other ones I've done in Orlando aren't bad. And uh, so, essentially, you know, it's some have multiple rooms to it. Others might only be you're stuck in one room, but essentially, uh, they all kind of have the same the same goal with you you might watch a video or just hear from some the work or whatever and they'll kind of explain the background of what's going on and uh, you know uh, this person hid this piece of artwork that in order to clear their name you have to find it before time runs out otherwise they're going to go to jail blah 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 you know basic stories like that or you have to get out to get this key you'll be locked in here forever saw style um not that dark ever though but your mom has the things (laughs) attached to her ribs and you have to find the stuff (laughs) to get out that's that's the dark halloween version of it and then you typically have one hour in order to to escape out of the room and they'll be watching you the entire time they'll give you clues if you you need some help some of them will start adding time 
to your overall time if uh, you need more clues. But uh, it's you know it, it's always it's always a good time and and they're very heavily themed. There's always lots of hidden objects around that you can touch interact with. And there's the ones that are are static that everyone always goes in and assumes right away that it's a clue and they try to like break down the wall in order to like I know this light fixture. This has to be this has to be part of it. Let me just rip it off the wall <laughs> and then then you break it and it's no good for anyone. But it's they're they're so so much fun. We'll we'll have to get together and do like a couple thing, uh, you know, uh Kylie, myself, you and then uh any of your other friends, not Eli. <laughs> um he, he just won't get it. He'll be like, "What is this?" I, he might even this? go the exact opposite. <laughs> he might be the person who like has to prove something and solve them all and you're like, "This is a group activity." Yeah, this is He's a- not great with team team sports <laughs> things it is it, it just seems completely opposite of his personality yeah. of having fun and enjoying things <laughs> so, sure is <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll figure that out yeah. but uh you know um it's it's definitely a concept that I think would be perfect for Universal. They did this uh, as a pop-up version a few years back with the USA series Dig when that premiered. And uh, I know we were talking about going out and trying to do it, and we just never really got around to it. Was that at one it. of the parks? That was in Universal Studios. Yeah. Florida. Yeah, that was back in the New York Jason Isaac there. was in that TV show? Exactly, yes. And uh, now he's in Star Trek, so I believe we know what happened to that TV show. <laughs> sure well, is he still in Star Trek? You clearly didn't watch the season. No, I didn't. But you know what? If he gave up on that, then I don't know what he's... Is he expecting to come come up in Fantastic Beasts 3? Is that another spoiler? Oh, Lucia. Yeah, Lucia. <laughs> a young, young Lucius yeah. that they've de-aged by a foot and then taken a foot and a half off. Yeah, why not? I don't know if Jay... I, I, yeah, I don't know. It could be uh, all sense of things. So, but yeah. So this uh, this isn't Universal's technically first foray into it. If they decide to do it, of course, nothing may ever come of this at all. They're just putting in anything, uh, you know, that they they might want to trademark or put a patent on for. That doesn't mean anything will actually come of it. I hope it does in this case because I love escape rooms and I think this would be perfect at Universal. Right now, I don't know how big that Emerald space is. But I feel like there's room a little a lot of these escape rooms are built in literally like the the strip mall yeah. plazas. So they're never taking up a lot a big floor plan. There's a, it's not like these massive, massive environments. So uh same thing goes with uh the void over at Disney Springs. That entire thing is just placed into part of Once Upon a Toy. And that store was never really that huge to begin with. But uh, a lot of these extra experiences don't need a lot of room in order to to be able to be maximized. So I would love to see something like this come to to City Walk, especially in that Emerald spot. You know, they, there's already a ton of great dining. I'm not sure if we need another another restaurant right now. But I, I could also be wrong, too, on that. I, I mean, it just it feels like. It, it feels like Uni- Universal City Walk has shifted from an entertainment place to solely dining. Yeah, and this would be a good way to bring back entertainment into into the realm with that. Uh, then you'd have the theater, the Cinemark Theater. You'd have mini golf. You'd have concerts at the Hard Rock, and you'd have escape rooms plus all the clubs. So, uh, Rhino and I thought that it would actually be a little bit of fun to. Uh, do some speculation now in that if 
Universal's great movie Escape Escape Room came to Universal City Walk, what would we like to what movies would we like to escape from in a sense? So, uh we came up with a list of six movies that we think would be cool as an escape room type attraction and we're going to kind of share the concepts that we see behind it some would talk about a little bit more than others but uh, it's mostly just a, a blue sky in in this situation so rhino you wrote down the list of stuff we're going to do so i'm gonna let you choose which one we're going to talk about first despicable me oh that's a good one so i think if we're talking if we're talking this is coming to universal uh it some escape rooms do have age restrictions on it in terms of how old you have to be to play and stuff. Uh, obviously, the Void at Disney Springs has that, too. So it's it's possible that Universal could make an escape room that's only for, for adults mm-hmm. or teens and adults. But I would love to see them do something with Despicable Me uh, because that would bring in a kid element to it, too, if they could make it. You know, potentially that could be the easiest one, like the starter right, yeah. one, yeah. Uh, where it's more for families. Your your kids deserve to learn how to solve puzzles, solve puzzles yeah. too, just as much as you do. Uh, ten times out of ten, kids are actually better at solving puzzles because they're constantly doing it on a daily basis as they're learning at school. So it only makes sense to add in a kid-friendly uh, game into the mix by taking Universal's biggest property when it comes to, to family entertainment with Despicable Me in it. And, uh, and the great thing about that is I feel like there's a lot of ripe there's a lot of right properties to go with. Gru is working on his next next experiment or his next plot to take over the world, and we have to find the missing piece to his next contraption yeah. that he's going to come up with in order to help Doctor Nefario or something, or you know, make it similar to like the first movie, yeah, where he yeah. needed to like steal the thing from the other guy or something. And you know? that would that would be a perfect way to lift it right off of the first movie. Is you're you're trying or you're trying to steal the moon, trying to do anything like that. But I, I could definitely foresee that with Doctor Nefario actually being like your host, yeah, inside the room and telling you telling you how it's all going to go down. And um, it's you know, there's plenty of opportunities to to add minions throughout the mix maybe maybe even get really creative put some animatronic minions and they'll pop out of the walls and scare you in sorts of ways i we have another one that we're going to talk about that i think could also use animatronics to scare people in the rooms every now and then so um but i i just think this one would be if you're going with the make it for all ages route you might as well do uh universal's most family-oriented film series that they have so well i mean we got another dream one here that i feel like is very family oriented too of et yeah you know you you thought it would be a good idea if we like were helping get the pieces to create his machine to phone home yeah exactly so i i the way i drew this one out of my head is this is like an alternate story that's happening in E.T. that's not in the movie, but in in our little movie in that, uh, you know, it's the the government authorities have already stepped in and they've locked us away in this room and we're not able to, to try to help E.T. in any sort of way. They, they have us completely locked up. But also on top of that, too, uh, the 
E.T. is he needs more of his contraption or something to to help phone home, you know, his little speak and spell and record player and uh, are you little rewarded? circular song. Are you reward? Yeah, the circular song. Are you rewarded with um, uh, Reese's Reese. pieces along the way? Yeah, uh, all throughout the way, you get Reese's pieces when uh, when you complete oh, one different portion. Yeah, oh, piece of candy. <laughs> it's the best. It's positive reinforcement with that. But no, I, I see it as something like that. Is or it, or even just going straight the government route is that the government walked locked you in there and you need to break out so you can help uh, get ET back to his family. It would I, like if Tickly. I was. <laughs> if I was really smart enough, that's what I was going to say. I would go the route of trying to to bring it into the attraction yeah. too. Uh, but I'm not that creative. Botanicus needs your help. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Botanicus could still could still help us. He could be the host of the attraction. Oh. But I would. I, I think ET could be something that they could definitely exploit as well in terms of escape rooms. So why don't we talk about the one that you really want the most? Back to the Future. What, okay. What do you want from that? I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's like Marty. Um, you know, are, are you using one of the movies? Is it like the fifties? And we have to kind of find because remember Marty struggled. They had to find the way to get the time machine mm-hmm. to get back to the future. So maybe this is another like we've taken the DeLorean back and we need to figure out a way to power it again. And so this is us trying to get the pieces to power it or something. Or maybe we're trying to find the plutonium. Yeah. And it's the like the very beginning of the original movie or. Some, something like that, because I think about the third movie, like in the beginning before Marty went back into the Old West, they were also trying to figure out a way to, or I'm sorry, not before, but when he was in the Old West, yeah. they were trying to figure out how to power it up and stuff. So this could be another sort of play on that scenario from the first and third movie. Yeah, it could even be, it could be simple. It could be, we need to help get the keys. We can. We need to help find the blueprints to give to Doc Brown so he can build the 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 rig that he has going from the clock yeah. tower all throughout there it, it can be anything like that but i think it it is ripe like you know it's uh that pull pull um i don't know why i'm saying it like that pull pull uh let's let's get emmett brown out of retirement christopher lloyd and and strap him strap him in and make him say like i can't find my plans i need help <laughs> yeah help me find them help me marty <laughs> Marty. I don't think he's retired. <laughs> um, I, he know, was in an episode of Roseanne recently, he, so I'm yeah. pretty sure it's like, but it was not with a lot of fanfare, yeah. and you're like, you're still going, huh? Yeah, he's, we'll say he's semi-retired. He's, yeah. I, I would like to believe that he's like Rick Moranis and that he's retired, but if the right role comes along, he'll pull himself out of retirement, and clearly Roseanne was the <laughs> was the Dating right. their mother, Jackie and Roseanne's mom on Roseanne. He was the boyfriend. <laughs> I, Anyway, I I think that would be I I I think that could be fun. I don't know. Yeah, I I agree with that too. So uh, there's lots of you know just maybe the almanac something happens with the almanac yeah, too. I don't know. You know, I I like that that the whole concept of that could even be updated potentially based on different time periods. So if they wanted to do be like oh we need this story but we kind of want to change it to wild west they could maybe do it that way they could set it in the 50s they could send each different room you could time travel between different i mean it would make absolutely no sense then since you need the delorean well maybe it's a new maybe it's not a delorean maybe it's a new time travel device because like you had the train in the third one so maybe it's a new doc brown has like a new device yeah and you need to go and collect items from each of the different 
places they stopped in the yeah. movies to to get something that they left behind. Like I, I could that would be a cool way to have a multiple room escape room, but then also theme each one of them a little bit differently. Um, another after an exciting idea like that, I feel like we have to bring it back down a little bit and say that. Even though you might not care for the quality of the films or the attraction, I feel like they'd have to do something with Fast and Furious. So it, it's just it, – it doesn't matter where you stand on it. It doesn't matter if you hate that attraction and you think that it's a failure. And even – I'm sure Universal sees that attraction as a failure as a whole. But it doesn't matter. The movies still made – a boatload of money and any movie they release under the fast and furious banner after all of this, uh, even if it's spinoffs, whatever, those are probably going to make a boatload of money too. So they have to, they would take something that, that is in this realm and put it into an escape room. In, In my opinion, they, they would need to do it. And, and I feel like because those essentially became, uh, heist movies, he- yeah, a yeah, heist spy movie. There's it kind of goes hand in hand yeah. with with kind of escape rooms and in that same sense. So I I have no idea what they would go with storylines. That's why I'm not in Universal Creative thinking <laughs> up stuff like that. That's why I'm not writing movies uh, because I would just rewrite the same movie over and over again, changing names, uh, starting with the the perfect movie that's ever been created. Fast and Furious 2? Yes. Too Fast, Too Furious? <laughs> too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, but you would do it T-O-O. Yeah. When, <laughs> when they wrote that movie, they broke the mold. It's, uh, that was They decided every movie in the future would be based on Too, too Fast, Fast, Too, too Furious. Furious. There was a memo that went out to studios. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter what idea you have. You have to take at least one Put the concept. hero's journey in the background. We've got the Too Fast, Too Furious mold now. <laughs> so stupid but i i think it's obvious that they would try to do something uh with that in in terms of the theme park so i i want to save the fun one for last what was the other one that we we brought mummy the oh yeah this one stemmed from rhino saying well let's represent classic monsters with with universal and you know we we when we were talking about it we're like well what what classic monsters would it it be? I think there's several that it could maybe work for. Like, obviously, I think something with Frankenstein could work. Um, I think the Wolfman, too. Like, you're maybe trying to help him find a cure or something like that. Or even that you have to find a, a way out because the the you're in this. Well, I mean, I guess he needs to be in the moonlight in order to change. But A man is uh, pure of heart. <laughs> maybe it's opposite escape room. You need to escape in that room and lock yourself in before the wolf man can come after you. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, we kind of were bouncing around like, eh, what could it be? What could it be with that? And then we both landed at the exact same instance on the one that would work perfectly with just we can't yeah the mummy we just can't decide which mummy it would be based on i argue the brendan frazier um one but even that even the tom cruise one used had the book of the dead from the brendan frazier one in it so you're like do these exist together in the same world like they don't necessarily have to be exclusive of each other oh and i even gotta say if you go with the brendan frazier version uh at least that is taking place in the same time period that the original takes place in. So it would, that it goes hand in hand 
at the same time with that. So, um, but even the even the original Mummy was very. It was. It felt like it was very like Indiana Jones and the Mummy. Exactly. So, so you know, it's that great like kind of mystery adventure. Archaeologists find the find the thing. You know. Exactly. No. Uh, it's uh, we need, but that's uh, that's where it would work. I, I think perfectly with with the mummy and especially the brendan fraser one you know it's got the weird key in it mm-hmm. let's say that you have to find the key to open up the book to end the curse of imatep coming after you like right there that's it's solid it's they could be stone. like dropping isn't, scarabs into the yeah, room isn't that literally the point of the movie that they need to stop him with the, well the book back uh, they need to reverse the curse after they start the curse it's been so many years. I don't since know. I've watched now it. That I think. I mean, I I know they opened the tomb, but that's not what gets him out, right? He no, get, he gets out because somebody read from the book. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember who reads from the book. <laughs> Wasn't it Eve? She just opened it and she read from it. That doesn't feel like I don't remember that. I, I genuinely, it's it's been so long since I've watched it. Well, because he needs the book to bring back Anaxana Moon. Yeah, but. You're like, but so that's why I was thinking he was still his. He was just open, and then he was looking for that. Like he got out, they opened it. He got out, and then they're looking for that. Because remember when Brendan Fraser's in the beginning of the movie in the desert, the, yeah. the thing makes the face in the sand. I yeah, his his def, his presence is always there, looming. But I think he still has to be freed. Let's just watch those movies. That's our. That's my holiday. Okay, we're gonna put. We're gonna press pause right now. Watch it and come back with all the answers in three, two, one. Man, isn't the third one great? Wow, <laughs> I. It's. You can say the third one was great, but when when the rock just appeared out of nowhere, and the second one is the Scorpion King. Yeah. I mean, the CGI is just cut it. Out. Like classic Joey Gladstone style, right there. Uh, very good, uh, and we solved all our we solved all our answers with it. We got the plot down. We're all good. It would make a great escape room for sure. I think we can both agree on that. Uh, Rhino's not currently reading the plot summary right now at Mm-mm. all, uh, but it doesn't matter because we're going to move on to our final uh, Universal movie that we would love to see make it into an escape room and. I this was the first one that hit me as being perfect for an escape room, but that is Jurassic Park. And I'm not saying Jurassic World. I'm not saying Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Try to get out of that house. Uh, anything like that. I'm talking your good old-fashioned Jurassic Park. And in my opinion, the way I would love to see it is kind of right at the height of the movie in that – sorry, I'm getting – Blown up with text messages right now. Really, really terrible. I would love to see it right in in the the peak part of the movie where power has now been eliminated to Jurassic Park and we've got to get it back on. And we're going through that realm too. So we know it's going to be very dark in there. Maybe we have to use flashlights in order to get to get keys to open up oh, to get imagine into all the, the next speakers room. can be making dinosaur noises. Oh yeah, no, just have like complete 360 sound where it makes you think like something's coming after you while you're trying to solve these little puzzles and mysteries in order to get into the next room where the power's on, but then of course the the pump that you have to pump multiple times, you know, it's it, that's got a padlock on it that you can't push all the way up until you get that off and uh, then finally you can power up and the electronic door will open up and you can escape out. 
clearly this is the one I jumped to right away because I already thought it all out in my uh, head. Yeah, well, um, sounds it sounds also like it might be one of the easier ones to do too. It could be, but not not easier for the people to do it, but I mean for Universal. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I think it. I think it definitely could. But you also had had a fun one too, where we were going to assist Newman uh, in getting Newman. <laughs> Newman. Newman. Uh, in in order to get Newman stealing the DNA exactly. So we'll bring it all back down to that uh, to that shaving cream bottle. Yeah, it's, everyone always talks about it. We want the we want the official. We want it to become canon. We want to know. What, what happened. happened to it? So, <laughs> Universal will uh, use an escape room to finally Universal Parks <laughs> in conjunction with Steven Spielberg, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, they're they're going to bring it all together just so we can finally have the final say on what happened with the Barbasol can, yep. uh, which years in the making, just like Jurassic Park was sixty five. Ooh. 65 million yes was that it million. that was the tagline i think i got it wrong on one show before where i was like 200 years in the making 200 they had them during the civil war <laughs> yeah uh, you don't remember that velociraptors were ridden <laughs> into battle by the union army yeah into battle that's that's why the union won i think if i can remember i i didn't pay a lot of attention during history class but uh those are just six of the the escape room ideas concepts that we would like to see if this ever came to be at I'd, universal orlando i'd like it known that evelyn does read from the book of the dead to, and accidentally awakes Imhotep, but there, the book of the living was the gold book. The book of the dead is the other uh, one. Okay. So there were two books. I forgot. I knew there was something about two different books. But yeah, I thought that she read the first, uh, read the book. I just thought it was the same. She had to read a different passage of the same book. The kid but, reads the gold yeah. one, and he's flapping his arm. Like I yeah, I remember now. It's all it's all coming back to me now. It's all coming back. It's all coming back to me now. We this got is what we had planned yeah. for you the whole time. Yeah, it's, uh, we did this entire episode just so we could sing for that 10 seconds for you right there so yeah we want to obviously see what you have ideas for if universal was to ever set up an escape room attraction at city walk in the parks wherever we, we want to know what you would want to see from it so it can be the same movies that that we already mentioned uh and just let us know what concepts you see them doing using with the movie so i, I really want to know what what other people think out there if you are like kicking yourselves right now saying how did they not think of this movie how did they not think of how we can get the pie out of the oven and American pie in less than an hour. Like, if you have anything, just let us know in those comments below and I'll read them. Maybe we'll even share some of them next week on our, our next episode, our, our big 200 first episode, the biggest episode we've done to date yet. Uh, we, we just want to see. So, and then, of course, you can always email us, uopodcast at disunplugged.com. We can get in touch that way too, or you can just tweet at us. We, we both have Twitter, we both use it. Don't don't Instagram pictures at us though. Don't do that. That's that's where I draw the line. We have to draw it somewhere though. So that's going to do it for this episode. A little bit of short one, a little bit of a fun one, but it happened nonetheless. I will say that much. So thank you very much, Rhino, for being here with me. You're welcome. Thank you, uh, and thank you to everyone out there for listening and watching this. It really means a lot to us, and we do it for you. And we hope you keep having fun with it, just like we do. Of course, for information on anything in the show, all the other shows, disunplug.com, uh, find links there to Facebook, YouTube. Uh, if you're probably watching this on YouTube or you're listening to it on iTunes. You can get links to those places too. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. And then, of course, uh, a link to our our 
email, which is uopodcast at disunplugged.com if you already forgot it from 30 seconds ago when I said it. If you're watching this on YouTube, we already told you what to comment below, but you can leave us any general comment as well, too, that we love to read. So always remember to do that and hit that thumbs up button if you like this. Even if you didn't like it, hit it anyways. It's kind of like a big, uh, big way of saying, hey, you tried hard, but you didn't quite get me on this one. And then make sure you're subscribed. And if you're listening to this on iTunes, go ahead, uh, subscribe, rate, and review us. So thank you once again to everyone out there for listening and watching. We do appreciate it. We'll be back with you again next week for episode 201 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. But until then, remember, we still have not changed the name. 